What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Apartment 113 podcast. We've got a special episode here today, recorded live at Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference. We're on day two here, and I'm sitting with Luke Scaramazzo. Luke, what's up, man? What's going on, Rob? How you doing, man? Hey, doing well, doing well. Enjoying the beach. That's right. <laughs> the hurricane weather that we came to. Yep, yeah. Travel to Florida and uh, bring an umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I packed a bunch of beach clothes that I'm probably just going to leave here now. I'm pretty sure there's a surfboard <laughs> on my shirt. <laughs> Wasn't quite prepared, man, but, dude, it's great to connect with you and, and to see your session yesterday and really start to understand your story. I yeah. think for, for our listeners here, uh, Luke was prison in prison for 15 years yep. of a 22-year sentence yep. after starting a legal dispensary in Modesto, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it was a full vertical shop you were running, everything yep. above the board. Absolutely. It was still in those days of kind of federal uncertainty. Yeah. Every day, like, every day we went to work back then, uh, all the dispensary operators at that point, which there wasn't a whole bunch of them, but, uh, you know, you had that fear of, like, the feds prosecuting. Right, right. And I, I remember cultivating in, uh, in Denver. My master grower came from California, and he right. said, basically, if you're coming to work and you see the black vans <laughs> anywhere yeah, near the going. facility, dude, just drive <laughs> forward. No one needs you here. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's so scary, dude, because, I mean, it was partially a joke for me at that point. That was 2009, 2010. And understanding the impact it had, you know, just years before is 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 mind blowing, man. Yeah. I just reeling from it. I gotta say that I think I echo the sentiment of everybody here that we're just happy to have you, man, like among us and out and fighting for a cause, you know. Yeah. Getting I'm back on your feet. Super happy to be here and uh everybody's been very like welcoming and uh it, it, the vibe here has been super positive. So yeah, and it's exciting, man. Exciting to see like this conference and the just scale of it, you know what I mean? That's something that I would never even have uh, imagined, really. Right, that that the industry could evolve so much. Yes. Were you able to keep tabs on the industry? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I still had a lot of friends that were in the industry, uh, you know, that some of the legacy OGs that, like, back when I was involved in growing and, and dispensing. And then, uh, you know, I had uh, access to, you know, some some social media and stuff like that through like you know different different outlets to where i can kind of like you know just watch it kind of from afar you know watch right. it grow right did you always plan then to to come back into it or did that sort of evolved as well over uh, the years um i don't think i ever decided not to i mean like that was I, just the, the mission from day one from day one i mean yeah. i grew up like in california like just immersed in the culture my dad grew and smoked weed my aunts and uncles grew and smoked weed um you know so like it's always been a part of me right so like even when i was incarcerated like i smoked weed i probably get in trouble for saying this but i smoked <laughs> weed like every day i was in prison you know what i'm saying that was just like right it's, I, and it's i will a lifestyle it's, it's an a identity lifestyle. decision and yeah. it's like it's 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 like mental health right it's for like to be able to be you know handle some of these different uh difficult situations of life right so right, i mean just right. to be 100 like i'll smoke weed until uh the day i die you know what i'm saying till the wheels fall off <laughs> right yeah dude there's so much it can help with there on the relaxation yeah. on just level setting getting your mind straight or yeah. think thinking through things man on on another level it can be used socially you're trying yeah, to absolutely trying to relax or hang out with folks get to know people yeah i think that the the many different types of consumption can overwhelm like newer consumers <laughs> yeah uh, like kind of where to start or how to start yeah but i think 
once you get to that point that it, if it's part of your lifestyle and kind of using it in your wellness routine, man, to keep your mind your mind straight, it yeah. uh, can be a powerful plant for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And just like the advancement in the industry of seeing where like we can go therapeutically and medicinally is like so encouraging because now you're seeing people who usually like wouldn't even have I you know for lack of better words took the risk of trying cannabis now are seeing like the the benefits of it so that's I like yeah. I, I love that so they're actually able to uh, kind of approach the plant now like exactly. for for legacy folks and for guys that were from before the industry it's not a maybe not something you'd think about like how would you approach it it feels like obvious like yeah. well you'd get a get an eighth or get a bag from yeah, someone and yeah. roll up man roll that's up how you light approach it, up. it get yeah. a bong <laughs> um but yeah no and now it's with definitely the modern different cpgs it's like a full-on uh you know pharmacy experience yeah you could have it on topicals tinctures anything yeah anything under the sun and and now it's like we're, we're really seeing like a lot of the science behind it right we're seeing like them isolate the molecules and i'm seeing packages like with like cbn on it and these different things and like listen when we opened our dispensary in in 04 like if i would have told somebody about cbn they would have been like what like what do you th what is that like a, a you know a rap group Completely or something over their head <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's awesome though it's very encouraging right and there's so much more i think that can be done on the on the science front i'm starting to see more about terpenes and yeah. different elements of the entourage effect that really make up the high yeah. and differentiate one cultivar from another in Las Vegas, the testing results are, or the testing restrictions are very high. So top three terpenes have to be displayed on the label. Okay. So that's making it like very interesting because now you can go in and say, well, show me what cultivars are high in humulene. Yeah. Show me myrcene. Like you can actually pick a terpene and, yeah. and find something for it, which is, I think, where I, I would hope to see the industry go long term. Yeah. I know sure. that California is putting percent terpene, yeah, and I think Missouri is doing that as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's a a lot of science going on there. And recently, there was a paper about uh, a, s a cultivar that was planted indoor and outdoor, mm -hmm. and they did a cannabinoid study to find out really what the differences were. Yeah, they the take-home points were that there were more there was more THC indoor, but much more terpenes outdoor. And uh, the THC that they had found indoor was actually this type of THCA that causes more anxiety than what was grown outdoors. Wow. So there's some, some more science kind of going on to shake out, like, the true value of outdoor versus indoor. Sure. But after reading that study, man, I'm leaning towards the, the outdoor camp. Yeah. Where, where do you sit on the... Um, preferences right now i know I mean that you have some serious background indoor yeah i mean if and that's i was just gonna say like if you would have talked to me 15 years ago i would have said indoor all day right but right. now that i'm seeing especially like with the mixed light glass house you know you know greenhouse type of growing um because be, then you're kind of getting the best of both worlds right you're kind of being able to control the environment which is, you know, really important, especially when growing high-grade cannabis. Right. You can shut the lights out when you need to. You can do that. You can control temperature. You can put CO2. You can do all the things like that you can kind of do indoor. But you can you also basically uh, are using the power of the sun. Yeah. You get and that you can't replace spectrum. that. You yeah. can't re I mean, no matter how <laughs> good the lights are, and, uh, you know, I hate to, you know, put the lighting companies out there, but, like, <laughs> no matter how good you make these LED and full-spectrum lights, like, you can't mimic the sun. Right. Yeah. Even with a 
even with that effort there, I know there's some patterns on the LEDs that will like replicate weather almost sure. with like a cloudy days and you know try to impact that. But yeah, having that sun and the natural some natural elements really helps with the terpene production, which is just going to make a more aromatic f- cultivar. You know, it's going to smell and taste better, yeah. which is uh, I really think important, man. And oh yeah, I mean that's what m- everybody aims for, right? Like back in the day before you could even test you know a lot of the ogs will, will attest to this is like we didn't have our test was smell and 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 taste and yeah. you know like feel of like what Very how tactile. it made you feel like yeah, is exactly. it sticky is, is it, it dry, can powdery? i can we put it against the window and will it stay there <laughs> like that's how we knew it was gas right yeah or if you open it someone else in the next room can smell it yeah they're like, they're oh, like yo who's got that a, yeah <laughs> this one's got a funk to it <laughs> yeah are there sure. any cultivars that you were growing um before that you're going to try to track down again or that you oh know, you'd like to add to the wheelhouse for sure i mean like i was always a huge fan of like the like true purples like the granddaddy perp uh the the purple urkel the uh, god's gift you know some of those original like true purple strands um yeah big like i'm big on like some like the the sour d the uh you know the train wreck back in the day like those were like some the difference today, like, I feel like is you see a lot of, like, the same strands getting crossed now, right? You got a lot really, of the gelatos, really a lot of, like, the cookie strands and stuff like that. So right. you can get, like, five different brands, and a lot of them are really similar. I mean, they're gas, they're candy, they're all the, those great things, right? Just but very slight variations. Yeah. Almost like one one parent in the lineage is different instead exactly. of, a, like, a completely different background like some of these these land races or more original indoor yeah. cultivars had. Yeah, you 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 would be able to like open a bag and like let's say I got a bag of sour D and this one's a, a bag of uh you know train wreck and this one was granddaddy. Like the difference in the smell, the terps, the taste was so dynamic that like like you couldn't argue it. You couldn't argue it. Yeah. Like you really had like such a, a deep variety. And I think like you know, I think a lot of people are kind of circling back to that now. I think like people are starting to reach back and say like listen man we want those like old strands those old legacy strands because of just the uh individual like uniqueness of them yeah and it'll, and some of them got bumped out as the market expanded because yeah. of the focus on high thc yeah so it's like if oh if that one's not gonna hit above 17 yeah get it out of here yeah. but i think that was maybe a wrong decision Absolutely. because as we're seeing now is that with these like similar menu items that have like that one difference if we had the diverse selection from before, man, there's really like something to explore on the palate. And I think that like from a connoisseur perspective, the aroma, the taste, the flavor, that's going to come back around and yes. hopefully help with some of these price compression issues. Yeah. Because with a more educated consumer, like, you know, someone that's that's ready to smell it or put it against the window. Yeah. I think that you can you can expect them to return and to explore the menu, perhaps make bigger purchases than someone who's just coming to get their their low value or, sure. or just their value purchase. Yeah, right? and you see a lot of that now. You see a lot of people coming in because everything is so similar. They're like, they, they just want to go in and get like the $20 eighth. You know yep. what I'm saying? And, and and that's the one that's selling the most. Or the highest THC. Or the high, yeah, give me. One of these labs showing 32% or yeah, something Yeah, exactly. Crazy. And, and like <laughs> what you alluded to too is like we're starting to see now like that you know, the THC is just one part of the gambit, right? Yeah. Like it, everything else. Pie, but yeah, not the whole pie. Not man. the whole pie. Yeah. You know, there's other ingredients and that whole entourage effect is what like people are looking for. Right. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about Mission Green and your your uh, experience with them and then sure. now your efforts going forward? Um, 
yeah, Mission Green, uh, which is a initiative of the Weldon Project by my, my good dude, Weldon Angelos. Shout out to, to Weldon. Hey, he's walking around somewhere here. Yeah, well, he <laughs> actually, he couldn't make it uh, to, to Miami. He's, uh, uh, he had, like, some prior engagements that he had to get to, but uh, he's time, here vicariously. Yeah, he's here he's, in spirit. he's living through you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, I mean, it, that organization does tremendously good work. Um, if it wasn't for the advocacy of Mission Green and Weldon, um, I wouldn't be on this podcast today. I'd still be in Mississippi in a prison cell. So, I mean, I, I, I want to kind of just let that sit in for a second with the audience. Yeah, um, man, the value there, the yeah. the difference without the without that project, that initiative. Yeah, so uh, with Mission Green, my, my kind of purpose here at the uh, Benzinga Conference is to promote a uh, program that Mission Green's uh, doing right now called the Mission Green Alliance. And what that is, is it's a uh, roundup program that allows customers in the legal market to be able to round their purchase up or otherwise donate at the point of sale. So, you know, what I'm doing here is I'm encouraging all these companies to come involved. Uh, there's already been a few that, that have done it. Uh, Glasshouse, uh, Terrasend, Verano. Um, Matteo Communications has been huge with, with helping me out with this message. Um, and just be, to be able to, like, you know, see those big companies come in is encouraging, and I love the fact that they're doing that. But we need everybody, like, to move the needle at the federal level and to really bring people home and to get this changed. It can't only be the it CEO only be a hand or the marketing yeah. team. For it has to guys. be everybody. Right. It has to be everybody. And, um you know, I hope that all of, of the major MSOs will become involved, and, but not just them, like some of like just the single store operators. You know, that's where like the real impact is made is, is on that level locally where you can contribute, you can come in uh, and, and be a part of this fight because that money is going to be used directly to make a change. Like I'm not taking a salary for it. There's no salaries that come off of that. Like this is done because it's the right thing to do. Right, and right. Um, it's done to help folks that are yeah. are still stuck, man. For for the industry that we're all working in and, yes. and making our living on. Yeah, and you know, if it wasn't for those people who are uh, came before us, you know, and, and paved this road that that you know these everyone here at this conference is driving on, um, we wouldn't be able to have these conferences. Right. So you know, we right. I, I think it's important that we circle back. Yeah, totally. And the and the roundup program sounds like a great way to make sure, yeah, or make it accessible because I think that yep. a lot of a lot of folks would share that opinion, but then not know how to, yes. like how to act on it in in a way so that Mission Green coming in and allowing that roundup, just making it simple, yeah. and also getting into the daily lives of consumers, that yes. kind of the regular conversation vernacular, it's kind of um, essential to start building that story around it too. Yeah. And it's, it's a way for like, you know, people ask me all the time when, after they hear my story of like, Hey, what can I do to help? You know what I mean? Be and people want to help. And, but a lot of people don't know how. So, you know, what, what anyone can do is they can go to projectmissiongreen.org and you can see the companies that are already members of the program. Um, and then you can also find ways that you can get involved too. And, you know, like I said, this is something that like, you know, has been, we've been talking about federal legalization and freeing everyone incarcerated for cannabis for, you know, 10 years now. 
we can't keep talking about it's it. It's kind of wheeled out for the party to yeah. like to make a big deal about it and get some accolades and then wheeled back. Yeah. It seems. Like yeah. It's hard to progress. It's, is it's slow. hard. It's hard at the federal level to get them to do things, but we can right. do it if we all come together and synergize on this. Um, it it'll happen, and and it happens by, you know, having the resources to be able to go make it happen. Yeah, yeah, and I think that just getting the community more aware and involved in the process is a, a surefire way to to add to those resources yes. and make sure that other folks that were that were that are in a similar position to you are you know help helped man. They need a a way out of that and and hopefully a way back into the cannabis industry yes. if they want to enter it. As yeah. it feels crazy that this has evolved this like massive multi million dollar industry off of things that sentences are still being served for yeah there's almost no there's probably literally nothing else that could <laughs> even relate to that right now no and um that was like one of the frustrating things for me while i was incarcerated like during the 15 years that i was serving you know watching the legal industry just grow and corporations and governments bank millions of dollars while i'm literally sitting in a prison cell for the exact same conduct right, right. that was and super frustrating but i'm free now but that that, that doesn't stop like there's still thousands of people that were like me that are sitting in prison saying the same thing I was right right so. you're out here here at Bazinga but you know your other friends in in there yeah. are not you know any even folks that don't know you or that are yeah. in other parts of the country there's not being helped I think that's uh it's it's definitely something we can do to to assist man I'm I think apartment 113 is going to be looking into how we can help awesome. if there's anyone else we can bring on to keep the keep the love going and hopefully we can start seeing some of that roundup in Las Vegas where we're based and uh, you know see as under other industries expand awesome man I really appreciate that Rob appreciate 113 for having me on too and just being able to spread the message man because this is how we do it you know reach one teach one you know one plus one does not make two it makes a million on this so yeah slowly but surely dude yeah, yeah one more thing I wanted to talk with you about sure. was the the book that you had written um, over your time uh, I understand it's called high, a high price or the high price. High price. High yeah. price. Okay, and it's a perfect 420 pages for the, the cannabis industry. On the nose. On the dot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how was your experience writing, man? It's a, it can be a monumental task to to write or plan a book. Yeah. Or to even to finish it. It's it, it's yeah. that's a wonderful thing to have accomplished, dude. Yeah, it was um, it was daunting at first. Uh, you know, just to kind of think about like, oh, I, I want to write this whole story and and talk about it. And it was really important for me to share that, but at the same time, like to sit down and write, you know, a memoir was like kind of daunting. So, you know, what I had to do was just kind of incrementally uh, tackle the task. And I, what I, I made a commitment to myself to write like four pages a day, and then I just stayed consistent with that, man. And then before I knew it, I was like coming up onto the end, and I looked back on it, and I was like, you know, really inspired by just, you know what it meant to me being able to communicate that story like and and I, this may sound uh, ingenuine to some people but i don't care if i make a dollar off of that book if millions of people read it you know because right. i think it's that important of a story that we share it and be able to say hey you know these things happen in our country they continue to happen today and uh we need to make sure that there ain't there. There's no more high-priced memoirs getting written. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, totally. I think that uh, that that needs to be the last one, and that could be a yes. good footnote for that book too. Are, for sure. Are there plans to get that published, or have you talked y with any nonfiction publishers? Yeah. Um, well, 
it's it's being developed into a a mini series right now with uh, Richie Hill and a film company called Filmopoly. Oh wow! Um, okay. Yeah. Dude, so dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it's super exciting, man. They're, so they they we've signed on with them. Um, they have the option now. They're in development stages. So they're kind of. I wanted to actually have it published already, but they kind of want to coincide the release of the book kinda with the release of the series at the same so, yeah. time. Yeah, nice so dude. They're making me wait a little while, but hey, I, well, I won't wait too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like preparing this perfect message and running to the running to the messenger, and, and then somebody saying, "Hold up, yeah, why don't you sit down for a minute? <laughs> yeah, take a, take a breather." No, well, it sounds like the patience will will be rewarded, though. That's an awesome feat yeah. as well to have the the mini series there, and that's sure to reach audiences that may yes. not visit the bookstore yeah. or may you know buy high price and not fully read it or get yeah. the message, you know. Yeah. So that's an, just another way to keep spreading the spreading the the story and helping people be aware of what's going on. Yes. Are there any other folks that you'd like to give a shout out to that we can start? you know, praying and working for their release? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, how long is your podcast? <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, for sure. Free Parker Coleman, uh, free Jose Valero, free Bubba Johnson, free Lance Glore, uh, free Frank Rogers. I mean, I, I could go on probably all day here, man. But like the point is that there are thousands of people that are still sitting in prison for a nonviolent cannabis offense, and we need to say their names. We need to make sure that they're advocated for. Um, there's, you know, uh, Mandy Lee is is in there. There's there's, a, you know, hundreds of women that are, Un, that are involved. Untold amounts, huh? Yeah. yeah we just don't. I can't mean, quite fathom it. Yeah, you can't even wrap your mind around it when you think about it. Like, we're sitting at this conference here. There's all these, you know, venture capitalists and insurance companies and everybody in the industry and everybody's eating. Everybody's having a good time which is great and these things are awesome but you know there's people sitting in a prison cell right now for the exact same conduct the and, reality of it and that's the reality yeah. of it man and it's crazy that it keeps happening it's crazy that these injustices continue today but um if we keep telling these stories we keep doing you know vibing and doing these awesome podcasts like this with 113 uh we're gonna affect change and that's the important part Right, right. Yeah, one ep one episode at a time and kind of yeah. one roundup at a time, man, yes. fighting for these folks. I think that I th we're hopefully going to see um, a more of a mass scale resolution to this federal incarceration in, a, in our lifetime, you yes. think, because of the pace the cannabis industry runs at is just, it's blinding. It's pretty yeah. fast, even yeah. though it's slow still for us for compared to other industries or... Yeah regulation kind of things it often moves quick yes i know the feds have their hands tied with descheduling and with yeah. a few other things as well as you know the whole uh prison system yeah. uh, making money there and just yep. a little bit of a a few like spaghetti knots to untie yeah along the way but i think being able to help people out and you know facilitate their release and their freedom um, you know, let them come home is uh is a very noble aspect for the cannabis industry you know something i'd like to see everyone else get behind yes and it's the right thing to do and usually the right thing to do will make your company more profitable you know because people want to get behind mm -hmm. a company or a product that has a cause right like i want to spend my money with with a cause that i believe in so you know it, it makes sense for these companies to get behind this because not only is it the right thing to do but it'll be more profitable for your company Right, it's it's legitimate brand altruism. Yes. There can be this sort this level of kind of faux altruism where a brand is like 
uh, okay, we'll celebrate this cause and that cause. Yeah. And sometimes it's only for the influence or yes. only for the, the perceived notions. But, but a brand that's really doing something, as I think where the differentiator's at, where yeah. we need to start drawing the line. Yeah, and, and, and that's what we hope to do with this program and with the brand that, that, that we're dropping. We're gonna, when we drop our brand, our brand will, you know, proceeds will go directly to this fight, directly to people incarcerated for cannabis. And you know those things, like I said, they're they're important, and they're the right thing to do. Right, right. I hear that you have a brand coming in California, and your daughter yeah. maybe has one coming on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. Same so we're brand then. We're, we're it's actually going to be um, it's it's kind of same brand under the same umbrella, but different different brands. Her thing is her thing. My daughter is um, very innovative. Um, she grew up. I mean, she was cutting clones at like four years old. So I mean, she, there, I, she was on cultivation. Yeah. Yeah. She was definitely raised in the culture. But uh, you know, she. Uh, I think it's important for women to have leadership positions in this industry, um, not just be at the table, but have leadership positions. And I think that's important for the industry too. I think that's important for the direction that we go as an industry. Um, so I'm supporting her in like her dream of what she wants to do on, in, over in Jersey in Jersey City um, and then you know we're gonna do our thing over in Cali and uh, you know I'm sure there'll be some crossover and stuff like that so right. yeah keeping that generational cannabis family going man you know Sharing that's how we do it man that's awesome yeah I uh, saw you here with your daughter yesterday that it's a uh, definitely very poignant man to see you guys united and yes. and understand that now you're looking forward and and that you've got so many plans in motion to to stay busy and you know keep keep fighting that fight yeah she's a uh, was my biggest inspiration, you know, while I was incarcerated. It, she was, she's my heart, um, and you know, just to not even, you know, put it lightly, it, it's the best part of me being out. You know, I mean, everything is great, food is great, it, the experiences and travel and all that stuff. But to be able to like reconnect with her and just, you know, right, Unite vibe with her and yeah, yeah and, and reconnect with the family, that has like been the best part of this whole thing. Right, and I think that's a. Uh that's that's the real reason why we're doing this fight too for everyone else too is give them giving them that respite that home yes that that you know that you long for man that's it's crazy what the industry has become out of the gray and black market that it was yes and absolutely uh, yeah man i just want to thank you again for coming on the show today and yeah. where can our listeners find out more about uh you and mission green Glasshouse, and potential other brands coming out um, so go to projectmissiongreen.org and you can you know find ways to get involved if you're a company if you're just a consumer if you're just somebody that wants to to, to help out uh, an injustice that's happening um, you can follow me on any of my socials it's just spelled Luke Scarmazzo L-U-K-E-S-C-A-R-M-A-Z-Z-O um, Glasshouse Brands you know dot com at, uh, you know th they're doing great work over there too um, excited to see where, where we can take that ship yeah, to. Yeah, I saw you come joining the roster at Glasshouse. Yeah. I think it was just announced yesterday. Yesterday, or? yeah. Okay. Big drop yesterday. Um, right. I'm excited about it, man. Graham and Kyle over there, we, we came together, um, and they share the passion that I do for making a change in this, in this uh, situation uh, and also like just making a real change for the people that have been impacted by Prohibition. And, uh, you know, having those resources behind us of a big company like that um, can definitely make an impact. Yeah, they're well, they're well poised to 
to act and yeah. to to really really move the needle on that. Yeah. I've seen their sea of greenhouses out oh, there. Man. It's like it's an huge. ocean of a. <laughs> it is huge, five million square feet. Like wow. if you would have told me when I was growing like my single room, you know, that back five million was possible. Yeah, that it was five million square <laughs> feet was possible. I would have said that you're crazy. Yeah, the biggest I've walked in, I think, was about one point two million in yeah. Canada and that felt like I was in an arena or something yeah like you couldn't see the far wall it's literally like uh, you know multiple football fields deep and like 20 football fields long and that's like just one of the greenhouses they have like six of those I was yeah. just like sitting looking at those things going holy shit yeah man <laughs> what has it become yeah <laughs> Yeah, so no, it's cool, man. Definitely California love over there that they've been showing, and um, I'm excited for the next chapters that we can kind of uh, do with them. Yeah, man, we're happy to have you out and, and fighting the fight and spreading the awareness. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Rob. Yep, cheers. live episode of the apartment 113 podcast for more information about the show and our range of services visit apt113.com we offer cannabis operations consulting agile product management and connoisseurship services with over a decade of experience in the cannabis industry apartment 113 is here to help